You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 408th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Matt, the little guy in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Little guy, you're fired already. I know. Uh, this week, you guys, I don't know where Tim is. I don't. Hey, know this I'm is so- Tim Hayes. I'm coming at you live from the coast Gulf of Mexico. As you can see, things are quite insane here as Hurricane Ian is coming. Now, you may be wondering about my new haircut, but apparently this is the haircut that you get so you can be identified on television uh-huh. when it's live on the air. Uh-huh. When they drag your carcass out of the house. That's, so that's yeah, a hurricane that's, cut. Hurricane. That's Hair- right. I am fully prepared for this hurricane. Bring it on. That's a good bit. I think that was worth it. What do you think? Was it good? It was really probably good. our burn. You know, biggest episode of the year with uh, worlds uh, worlds <laughs> happening this week and the All entirety right. of the Aussie corner tuning in this week to hear what we have to say. That's, that's right. That's what you derailed the show with. So I, I think aren't they that, known as the Cyclones down there? Isn't that the national team nickname? The Australian Cyclones. Yeah. So they probably appreciate the hurricane jokes. Uh, um, yeah. There you go. I feel like, I don't know if you guys can feel it, but I feel the Aussie corner in the green room with us as we record tonight. Yeah. I feel like everyone listening, I feel like we're all part of the Aussie corner this week. Yeah. But, uh, you guys feeling the, the Aussie mm-hmm. uh, uh, love? Yeah, that's why there's no footprints, because the Aussies are carrying us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that definitely totally makes sense. That works right. Um, well, Wikipedia says that they are known as the Cyclones, so you're welcome, Aussie Corner. Um, right. There is so much to discuss, guys. Oh, hang, um, hang on. There's a knock at my door. Hang on. Okay. Okay. I think it's these stupid teens that have been messing with me all day. I'm going to go <laughs> I'm gonna that, go punch one of them in the face. I'll be right back, you guys. Do we want to start the bit over again? Because that was a really good one, Spencer. That was, that was fantastic. Um, I, can't, I can't hear. I can't hear. I see you talking, but I can't hear you. I'm punching teens. I'll be okay. I think so, I'm good. I punched a couple of them. I don't think they're gonna come back. This should be fine. So Spencer, when you woke up this morning and uh-huh. you saw the headlines, Matthew Vanderpool arrested. What oh, was yeah. your first thought? Well, you know, I'm a cycling fan through and through. So of course, my first thought was, "Ah, oh, that sucks." Well, Wild's gonna win. <laughs> I I think my first thought was also like, huh? Sometimes uh-huh. it is too good to be true. Another one bites the dust, you know. Yeah. And then I read further, yeah. And I was like, oh wow, this this <laughs> actually is not what your first instinct would be when someone is arrested in in the sport of cycling. There's, there's so many great questions here, um, mm-hmm. because apparently it's a Belgian family at the hotel that was knocking on the door of Matthew Vanderpool, mm-hmm. keeping him up. And uh-huh. he got arrested at like three in the morning. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Just trying to sleep. Kid. Yeah. For Which smacking a kid funny. and pushing another one. Not funny at all. No, definitely not funny at all. Don't do that. That's not okay. See, I feel like if they would have tried to knock on one of the dads of the Peloton door, like mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been a problem. They would have slept through it. Because Vanderpool, oh yeah, kids, Pe- yeah, Pe- he didn't know Peter Sagan was sleeping like a baby. I, like, like I think Palemo the bigger question, no problem sleeping. He's got yeah. multiple kids. First he just, off, he slept right through all. He was like, "What was happening? People were knocking. Come on, why is the Dutch national team not staying at Airbnb? I mean, this is the men's team. They should at least get an Airbnb. The women, if they're going to follow the French lead here, are just gonna, right. like apparently they're lucky enough to have a hotel. Um, so can't even do it. They like hotels. <laughs> But why does the Dutch team not have like a floor minder? Like someone should be standing I, out there in that hallway. That's true. I heard, or a team I, I heard that he was on a different floor than the rest of the team because he had a. They thought he might have a be coming down with a cold. 
And so mm-hmm. he was on a separate mm-hmm. floor than the rest of the Dutch team. Mm-hmm. Still no excuse. I mean, the yeah. other thing, Tim, that I think you're not considering is this is the sport of cycling. There's no budget. Yeah, even at the highest Well, level, and there's no, th- you're still there's no thinking. Because no. why wouldn't he just pick up the phone to call the team manager? And also, a friend of mine I was riding with today, he doesn't listen to the podcast, don't worry, so I'm not even going to say his name. He was like, <laughs> how do you, how do you not, like, like, did he book his room under Matthew Vanderpool? Like, well, again, why didn't like book it under like like ooh, it's it's you know it, John it seems, Smith. It seems like little guy maybe read the article, so let's hear what he has to say. Well, no, I saw I saw a Phil Guyman tweet, which I know Tim's already mad, but he was saying that mm-hmm. a lot of times teams will literally like put something up on the wall with like directions mm-hmm. for all the riders and 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 room numbers and stuff. Just because it's like you're just sort of in this process of like yeah. going to rooms. So yeah, like, I saw that it, it's not like it's it's not like they're booking under an alias. Or you you could also just follow them to the hotel room. I mean, it's not like these guys have like security details or anything. No, but here's the thing. Like, yeah, that's how pro teams do it. Because at Nature Valley Grand Prix, they used to post, they used to tape up when you come through the front door the names of the riders. Yeah. Okay, but it's 2022. Yes. Like uh-huh. at some point, like. This is the dumbest thing ever. Well, now that, and that's the point. It's right not now. just Matthew Vanderpool for assaulting kids. I agree. Um, it's also team leadership. And if we're really talking about like these federations are idiots. Look at what the French yes. national team did. Yeah, they well, they was- decide to put all of the men's team into first class, and then the women, um, because apparently the budgets are constricted. The women had to ride coach class. Now let's not forget that the French national team. They have a a rider. Uh, well, historically, they had a rider, PFP, that won three world championships all at once. But mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Al Philippe has the best chance, so therefore he's going to run in the front, like the the first class cabin. Mm-hmm. These these federations are in the UCI and all of the sports bureaucrats. I'm sorry, this is the last straw. Well, nothing. They couldn't possibly go worse than don't. That. Don't don't count your straw before they've all no uh, the, nothing the UCI could do uh-huh. or any of those oh, yeah. organizations uh-huh. posting their riders room numbers uh-huh. pretty dumb public pretty dumb dumb yeah the, the, like that's third place on the podium Matthew Vanderpool shame on you but whatever yeah. yeah and by the way I mean do you think the Australians and the Belgian were the Belgian team were in on this to take out Matthew Vanderpool like Boss. kudos. Possibly. Kudos to them for that. There's there's some deep conspiracy so threads we could follow there, but um, that's third place on the podium. Tim, Tim, do you remember when we were at Worlds 2015? Beautiful yeah. Richmond in the, U- the three United States of America. Um, the, the, the the scions of the scions of journalism of American cycling journalism. The three of us with our yeah, press passes. Mm-hmm. We did our live show there. I think it's mm-hmm. like episode 74. Like this is early, early. We are at episode 408. Asterisk, um, right now, <laughs> big asterisk. That's early on. Like we were pretty much, and we filled up nobody. The room. Yeah, well, we room, filled up the room. Yeah, but we filled it. It was a small. Room. It was a small. There was the the, the, the point that I'm comic. trying to make is: Do you remember going through the process of getting our media passes for that event so we could go in and interview the riders and and do all this rigmarole? And um, they let us three clowns in who had zero. And we were trying Zero hard journalistic to... <laughs> integrity or history or relevancy. I remember all. when we were kind of getting interviewed for the press passes mm-hmm. that the gentleman running the press room was just like, who are these jokers? Like, why are we even doing this work for these three? Yeah. Um, that we're was like, fantastic. Uh, the That's option uh, on this, on the check boxes, you know, was like magazine, newspaper, whatever. We chose radio because uh, it's the closest you got. Uh, podcast not an option. I wonder is uh, an option now. Probably an option now. It's gotta be. But um, I was thinking back to that. I was hearkening back to that, Tim. Um, because there was some kerfuffle. There was a little kerfuffle. So, bef- uh, before we go there, the kerfuffle. Okay. I want to say okay. Slow Ride Podcast actually did have a registered um, journalist there. This uh, this week, uh, Jeff Aldrich, you may remember, yeah. our oh, yeah. good friend Jeff, uh, who lives in New Zealand, he took, he was like a correspondent for Slow Ride Podcast. So Slow Ride Podcast once again had another correspondent at Worlds, 
Amazing. Um, Jeff showed up. Yeah, we, He's done it for Tour Down Under. Now, Jeff, you have yet to give us any content. He's, um, he sent some you know, content. He sent a little content he did, over on the Instagram. He's, he sent a nice one of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bling Matthews. He's he's promising pretty good. more. I'm 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 happy. I'm I'm waiting for the drop. Look. I'm waiting for the 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 Michael Matthews preem lap drop. Yeah, but we'll get to that. So Spencer, the rigmarole. Yes, yeah, it was fantastic. We did have someone on site. In, good for us. I'll try. Go ahead. I'm yeah. proud of us. Yeah. Um, cycling tips. Tried yeah. to have a couple of people on site as well, and um, one of them. Got blackballed, just didn't get let in. Um, thought it was maybe a paperwork issue or something. So I tried another another angle, uh, tried to register a day of, uh, as it were, and uh, denied again. Very strange. So I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> I want to say that Cycling Tips, there are two journalists that I always read on Cycling Tips. First okay. off, James Wong. I think he has the best, some of the best reviews in the business. Fantastic stuff. I love how he's very. Uh, you uh-huh. know, he, I'm gonna. The second. I'm gonna go ahead real quick and just preemptively apologize to Abby for you. Oh shit! Yeah, Abby. <laughs> I listened to Abby's podcast. I was thinking differently. I uh-huh. apologize. Okay, that's, um, that's fine. I knew you were gonna miss it. Yeah. But. Oh god. Okay, <laughs> I have three journalists I read. I listen to Abby's <laughs> podcast. I, I meant it that way. I don't listen to James Nerd Alert podcast, but that's a whole other story. Ian Traylor, though, <laughs> yes, or it's Ian. I don't know. I apologize in advance. I'm not. I had a stroke. Yeah, but his journalistic integrity is fantastic. So I, I, I think you'll forgive us for the one. His journalistic integrity and the stories that he pushes are the ones that I really want to read all the time, because yeah. it's questioning the UCI's relationship with yes. the the oil nations and like the questionable human rights track record, and for him not to get. A press pass. I think it's the, the writing's pretty clear on the wall. Oh, yeah. What possibly could? How could the UCI defend this? I mean, well, they didn't. didn't. <laughs> they didn't. They basically they just were, threw their cards on the table and admitted it. You know, they were like, "Yeah, we don't like this guy. He doesn't so, get a pass." I think so they said he didn't have journalistic. No, he wasn't an honest journalist. Or but didn't they like say though that like they only have three per? Yeah, the, well, first, yeah, That's they tried to they say there was only three say, per. Yeah. Uh, but isn't that the news Spencer outlet. you suggested? This is like, well, since outside media owns like all of cycling media, couldn't they have just then been like, oh, he works for Vela News today? He works for Vela News slash Peloton <laughs> slash Pink Bike slash Outside slash whoever, it, you know. Good thing there's uh, only three that, of us on the podcast, you guys. I didn't know we were running up against that. that I know. Role. We're that pushing. Been, God, wouldn't that have been embarrassing yeah. if, if one of you wouldn't have been allowed in, you know? I, I'm thinking for Glasgow when we try for World uh press passes which we're going to try i think we should all go for like defunct cycling organizations to see if they even like notice like oh i'll be for dirt rag spencer could be for bike someone else can be for beta it'll be great oh beta (laughs) um yeah you know like i at the end of the day usually i wouldn't really care too terribly much like what kind of weird journal journalism politics are happening in the world but like this is a weird one because the UCI is very blatantly like there is a freedom of the press, right there that like, this is a thing that needs to be respected and needs to be called out. And, uh, they need to, I it's, don't know what they can do to make that right. But, uh, it's it, people need to know about it and people need to be upset about it because it's, it's, it's shocking. way out of line, way out shocking of that the UCI would be an enemy of free speech. Considering they're funded by all these countries that don't like free speech. Um, Anyways, they they definitely had the Barbra Streisand effect at the end of it, though, because every news, like cycling, you know, the Australian national papers were writing about it. Like, it was pretty much across the board that everyone was talking about how this journalist who's kind of been critical. But Uh it's just basically a reinvention of the... um, David Welch and like how Armstrong blackballed the, the journalists that were going after him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a, so where does that rank on the podium? So the, you know, we had the, (laughs) we had the, the arrest. Then we had the, uh, the, um, the, the, uh, the airplane ordeal. And now we've got journalist. I mean, but the first place definitely got to be the magpies, right? 
Well, well, and the pit and the and the seagulls too. Let's not forget the seagulls. Yeah, there's there's making a you name know, for themselves. We heard <laughs> so much about uh, magpies in Australia attacking rides, attacking group rides and riders and things over the years. It's been kind of a thing for us outside of Australia to be like, oh, if you go to Australia, put some zip ties in your helmet or whatever um, to distract the magpies. And then we see poor Bokeh Malema get attacked by a seagull. He was probably unconcerned. He, he probably saw that seagull and was like, this is no big deal. This is not a magpie. That's clearly a seagull. Yeah. And then still gets attacked. What is going on with the birds in Australia, you guys? Well, what's, I mean, Bulky, he also got attacked by a seagull on a, on a training ride. So he is, he is so, number oh. one uh, bird enemy. Maybe well, the first, personal. Did they I not listen to, to what he's done to birds? Uh-huh. I think well, we have to heard about the way to attack the, the magpies is to run the zip ties on the helmets. So right. why were they not doing that? Well, it was a time trial, so you're probably yeah, not going to put you know, zip ties on They can still do it. <laughs> it, was because it was just the relay. It was just the team relay. Yeah. So. Oh, and the Dutch, man, what a horrible, horrible, uh, well, kind of a horrible. Horrible. Uh, I mean, horrible. I mean. Yeah, let's turn to the women's race okay, for no, a moment. No, let's no, let's, let's talk about something gonna, horrible. The socks. Bad, hor- we're going to say horrible, <laughs> no. not going to go good. Yes. Ever, and talk about yes, the good. Yes, the socks. Okay, bad news An- first. Got it. An- Anamiek Van Vluten's socks. They weren't even socks. They were stockings. They were horrible. <laughs> they should not have been allowed. Yeah. No. They were bad. Even though she's the star of Movie Star, and it was an amazing race, the advantage she got from the socks clearly mm-hmm. allowed her to take yeah. the win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, was that the best final kilometer? That was great. I mean, it was, it was awesome. The, the the whole like chess match and not watching, and then the way she came over on the right shoulders. She just and held skipped on. right over. It was the so whole. awesome. Time trial bit of her crashing and breaking her elbow. Yeah, well, yeah. There, I mean, she was wearing a fractured elbow like uh, cast thing. So that's wild. Yeah. It's yeah. super wild. Yeah. I mean, where does where does this rank on the Tim Hayes Tyler Hamilton scale? Oh, good question. So I saw this come up on Twitter. The aforementioned and wonderful journalist and podcaster Abby Mickey um, was talking about you know, the whole Tyler Hamilton scale, like, right. Like this, like, Oh, you got to be a tough, tough guy to keep riding and all uh-huh. that. And this is an all timer. So it's great. It's a classic hockey injury, you know, getting, getting uh, stitched up in the locker room, coming back to score some goals. Like I'm known to do. Um, I would oh, sure. say though, like kudos to her. Should we celebrate that? Absolutely. It was awesome. Congratulations <laughs> to Annemiek Van Vluten, fan for life right here. I mean, come on. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, hopefully her bones heal right. I don't know if that's probably the best I mean, move. Uh, but she is, I guess, towards the end I mean, of her career, so maybe risk it. But she's had some game. amazing crashes, right? I mean, let's not forget the crash that she had at Rio sure. on the downhill, right, yeah. when she was winning. So she missed out on the opportunity to win the gold medal there. Yeah. She's done As, pretty awesome since then. Like her yeah, comp- I would say. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. You know? That's a bit of an year. understatement. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, an, what an amazing year, though. She won Giro Tour. She won, like, the, the, mm-hmm. the women's Volta mm-hmm. and Worlds. And not mm-hmm. to mention the 400 other races she probably won that I'm not naming. Like, that's insane. It's also insane that the two riders that won the Volta won Worlds. Yeah, that uh, for you right there. Sort of like, oh, never first time in history. Two riders that have won the Volta have won worlds. I I mean, is that true? I don't know if that's true. I don't know how to look. Okay, I got to say this though. I did want to look up if uh, if that had happened uh, before. Obviously, it has uh, winning worlds and winning a Grand Tour. Last time that happened, little guy. Do you know when it was? It's probably Roach. Uh, it happened Eddie, a couple Eddie years Merckx. after that. A couple years Eddie. more recent, actually. Oh, when in LeMond. When LeMond won. Good old 1989, yes. 1989. Uh, but that's got to be the only Grand Tour. Little guy, never re- little guy never rewound that VHS tape, so yeah, I know it's saw true. that part. Yeah. After, yeah. Uh, no, here's the thing. 89, 89 World Championships. Uh, in the mm-hmm. closing K, Fignon attacks, and then the group mm-hmm. comes back to him, and then I just mm-hmm. turn it off. I don't want to know. It's my favorite race. So that. 
Yeah, slides back into, he, he I slides, can see that. Yeah. Like he gets caught by the group. You know, it's like eight guys, and they they bring him back. He for a minute he looks like he's going clear. Every, right as they bring him back, I just hit stop. So I don't actually. Every know year, how, little guy's like, he's got this. I'm going to turn it off. I don't know. How that so is. let's <laughs> let's talk yeah, about a couple yeah, things. Pinyon won the world championships. I'm pretty sure. Congratulations to Annemiek Van Vluten, Lada Kopecky, and Sylvia Persico for their podiums at the Women's World Championships. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, before we get into the men's, I do have a question. Um, can you guys explain to me the mixed relay? And should I watch no, it in the future? Absolutely not. I can't explain it. I mean, you can't explain it, but it's fun. I like it. I enjoy it. Is how it much... as close as we have to the Hammer Series at the World Championships? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Can you draft? It's not really like that at all. No, like, what? I, mean, I didn't watch like it at all. Show. So, like, tell I didn't me. Watch it either, so, it's a time trial. I've just watched, like, <laughs> highlights of it in the past. I do okay. not understand how it works. Is there a transition? I, like they got to run? I don't know what happens. Nobody runs. I don't think anyone runs. Okay. As far as All I right. know. All right, cool. The most, Can't wait the to most watch that in Glasgow. Anybody saw of it this year, I think, was Van Vluten falling down in the beginning of yeah. it. Yeah. So, fractured elbow. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Comes back mm-hmm. to win Worlds. Congratulations, Annemiek Van Vluten. Men's race. Yeah. The new Eddie Merckx, they call him. The, the new Eddie, Eddie Merckx is thrilled by the winner, Remco Evenpol, little-known rider from Belgium, winning by two minutes and 20 seconds over yeah. uh, so, French first-class hope Christophe Laporte. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the home yeah. nation hero, our very own Tour de France stage winner and now third place at the World Championships, Michael Matthews, out sprinting for a solid podium. Congratulations, Michael Matthews. Did miss the split. Remco looked good. Remco looked amazing. Yeah. Come on. Let's it does mean, good. to be fair, he probably expected Matthew Vanderpool to pull it all back together for him. Uh, so his plans kind of unraveled there a little bit, it's, 30K into the race. Yeah. Um, speaking of the new Eddie Merckx, real quick, guys, I had yeah. to I had to do some more research to see. Uh-oh. Uh, Oof. Oof. Remco, not the new uh-huh. Eddie Merckx. He's, he is Eddie Merckx now. Like, he is better. He is, he is the new Eddie Merckx, as in <laughs> Eddie Merckx is no longer Eddie Merckx, right? Because Merckx never did this, did he? Win a grand tour and then win the worlds. Uh, yeah. I'm Guys, he did. the same year? Guys, he, so did. he did. 1976 yeah. he did in Montreal. No, right? Montreal. incorrect. Eh, wrong. 71. But unfortunately for Remco, in 1974, Merckx won the Giro and the tour and worlds. So yeah. Remco's still got a little ways to go before he is even on the same level. So you said 1974, right? 74 is when he did all of that. 71. And that was in Montreal. 74 was Montreal. I, d- I knew it was in Montreal that he won the three. Okay. Okay. Good job. Cool. <laughs> uh, but wait, uh, let me mark it down on the record. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Tim, Just, half you know, point. Half <laughs> point. Tim one up you both. Sorry, half pointed you both again. It's like half wheeling in podcasting. You're welcome. It is. It is. My joke was good, and you tried to ruin it successfully. No, pick up where you're going. Oh, that was it. The punchline was ruined. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's, uh, you know, yeah. not the first time. All right. If he's Eddie Merckx or not, <laughs> who cares? He's Remco. He's good. He's not. Not yet. Him and, him and, him and Wilder friends again. So and Spencer, all is to well con- in Belgium. To continue this joke. can go to sleep for the rest of the winter. What does he sleep need like to do? What does he need to do to be... Can he do it? Like, can he do the cycle? Can he now win the Giro and then the Tour? Like, would that count? He'd have to win two Grand Tours, but he can be back to back. But he does have one thing going for him that Eddie Merckx never had, and I will go out on a limb and say never will. I got, I got, I got it. A discount on cheap flooring. I bet Eddie Merckx gets cheap flooring. I bet, I bet you. He walks into any flooring place in Belgium and gets cheap flooring. But they give him that alpha vinyl. He does not have a top-level sponsorship with Pizza Hut that is paying oh, yeah. his bills right now. Oh, my God. The, the, the smartest sponsorship in cycling? Just We're just going to sponsor Let's, one guy. Let's see what he does. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they picked a winner with that one. Uh, Pizza Hut Belgium. Do you think Remco is, is going to start eating Go to the his- execs at Pizza Hut Belgium for all your roller derby picks for 2023, you guys. Do you, do you think Remco's eating his pizza backwards tonight? For some of that stuffed crust action. <laughs> I think 
those commercials were before so he was born, Tim. They probably were. <laughs> they probably were. So oh. so now's the time for them to bring it back. You got Remco. Now, here's the thing. Pizza Hut, global brand, probably lots of franchises, right? And then the, the, the Belgian folks were like, we got the guy. And Do you think they had to approve the Remco personal sponsorship at like Pizza Hut global headquarters? And it, is that in Louisville? Are they a yum brand? I'll have to look. What's, what's... Because the question would then be, were the Pizza Hut execs at the foam party in Louisville? And then that's what started the pod, the, the sponsorship of cycling. Oh, okay. possible. that's how they got into cycling, yeah. That is possible. <laughs> that We could have started the whole pizza thing. Didn't, yeah, didn't found the, a way to bring it back to us, guys. Didn't the yeah, local... Uh, didn't, wasn't there like a juniors team before our time that I was, was sponsored by well, Pizza Hut? I think Papa John's has uh, a hold on the Louisville scene, so it would have had to go through Papa uh, before they could have got their mitts on Remco. So uh, I'm not sure. Hey, fun fact, guys. When I was up in uh, Schwamigan last weekend, the uh, old Pizza Hut there in town in Hayward Uh is for sale. Uh, Signage is gone, but it's a Pizza Hut. We all know it's a Pizza Hut. So if you guys want to go in with me and buy it and call it Remco's, and make it a pizza place. Oh, yeah. Remco's. Be uh, I have a feeling Remco would sue us. He just probably. doesn't look like a fun guy. You just think that's how it got through, like the sponsorship um, committee at Pizza Hut. <laughs> it just said Remco on the piece of paper, and they were like, sounds like a big company. Yeah, we'll sponsor them. Yeah. <laughs> Remco, it's a flooring company. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got this. Pizza. No. Yeah. I mean, do, do companies sponsor other companies? Like a pizza sure. company's so, like, we want to take out a sponsorship of another company? I, like there's a, a lot of lunches. Little guy, there's a lot of conventions. I work, I work for the Slow Ride podcast. I have no idea how sponsorship yeah. works. Do you know Come how to on. Business? I don't think we're businessing we right, you guys. Okay. <laughs> I just looked it up. It is a young band brand, but Pizza uh-huh. Hut's based in Plano, Texas. So we're not to thank. Sorry, Remco. Next question. Do you think okay. Eddie Merckx phoned congratulatory notes to Remco for this victory? Phoned a congratulatory On his jitterbug. Notes. Does that mean a, yeah, sent him like, a text? How did it get there? Yeah, sent him a text. Sent him a text. Like, I don't know. Do, do you think there was communication between the two? Yeah. Like, hey, let's bury, let's bury the hatchet. So, I know that Remco came across the line with his finger over his lips. Uh, now, that could be for Omerta. Right. Yeah, it could be like, hey, Matthew Vanderpool. Be quiet at bedtime. <laughs> you know? Who knows? Oh. Yeah, I think I think I think it was uh, a hint uh, at the conspiracy that you were hinting at earlier that the Belgians were behind oh, the I, noise in the Dutch hotel. Do you Oh little guy, so, the nighty night, uh, the, the Stephen the Stephen Curry night night. If you if oh. you went across the line doing that, oh, Oh, Shots fired. Then we would have not known it was a total conspiracy. So, you guys, real quick, to bring it back to Matthew Vanderpool, the star of uh, Road World's uh, men's race this year. He drops out after 30K or so in the race. Mm-hmm. Did he have any other choice? Because here's the thing. If some teenagers are harassing you in the nighttime, you jump out in the hallway, you catch them in their ding-dong ditch act, you punch them both, you get arrested, you go to the police officer's station, you give a report, whatever, they let you out to do Worlds. Imagine then that you win Worlds and then you have to go to court the next day and be like, yeah, they they ruined my chance to win Worlds. (laughs) Like, he pretty much put himself in a corner that he had to drop out of that race, right? Do you wear the jersey to your court appearance? No, I think that's. I think that's that ruins your a whole argument. Your whole defense is if the jersey doesn't fit, you must acquit, and the jersey did not fit. Ah, um, is there cameras yeah, of this assault? I don't know yet. We'll find out Tuesday, right? It's probably on Snapchat. I haven't seen it. I don't know it's what the teams are doing. <laughs> they they TikToked it. Yeah. Oh it's man. On TikTok. Um, I could not believe it when I woke up and saw that today. Actually, I could believe it because it's cycling. Um. I was really disappointed going into this world. I had no 
no interest in watching mostly because of the time zones were all messed up and because like the race was starting at eight o'clock at night and kind of all that whole um rigmarole yeah what a terrible time to watch a race prime time pretty great world championships all things being equal <laughs> yeah. a lot awesome that was happening in here and then topping off bling matthews now i gotta tell you i was in vegas as you guys know um uh-huh. it kind of took me a little while <laughs> to find a sports book that had cycling available um, really <clears throat> well took a lot of pages to scroll now i am as you know an accomplished cycling gambler um, dating back to uh, Alejandro Valverde's uh, win when I put a fiver on the old man and he came through. Ah, um, for worlds, yeah, yeah. It like so I know how to run the machines. It took me a little while to find the cycling tab, and then really took me a long time to find um, Matt, Michael Matthews on the at plus sixteen hundred. I don't even know what that was, but I was like, I'll put ten on him. Okay, um, that's pretty much all we had in the Slow Ride Podcast bank. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, didn't win. I wish I could oh. have boxed him on the podium because I think that a podium would have been a very solid bet, but I didn't see that option. But it was really cool. You know what? Congratulations to Michael Matthews. It, so, love working yeah, with that guy. Congrats to Michael Matthews and Tim. You owe us $10. <laughs> um, little guy, do you want to talk at all about uh, Christophe Laporte? Oh, we assume you do. We, we we talked about it before you were on the call, and we were just like, let's book out five minutes for him to yeah. talk about Laporte here. No, other than uh, you know, I, I knew when really? he was a Kofidis well, that he oh, was he was huh. meant for bigger things, and uh-huh. and he should get more leadership roles. And I'm glad he's getting results. So, so good for him. How? <laughs> let's get to the real conversation though. Uh-huh. How lame is the livery gonna be? on uh, Remco's bike for the third year in a row is the world champion. I, I assume they'll just they'll just give him Al Philippe's bike, right? Like Al Philippe just has to give his bike up. And like, they probably ride the same size bike, yeah, right? Like they're just, just going to slide him over. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, I'm just a little like like I just I need I need a fresh new team. Uh-huh. And I don't like uh Lefave. He's not good for cycling. No, so I, yeah. I don't like reinforcing that, you know? So I'm just but congratulations, Remco, for a solid, solid victory. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that we need to talk about uh, from Cycling Worlds? Uh, I mean, I feel like there's a lot, but we're never going to cover it all, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, Zoe so, backsteps a, a beast. And, uh, yeah, she's a two and a half minute win from like it. an attack in the beginning. Uh, yeah, going to crush it next year. Also, like, just as if as the U23 riders rarely ever see them in the jersey because they're all actually in the pro tour already at this point i'm assuming yeah. zoe will yeah. be not wearing saw, the jersey very often because she'll be beaten up on the pros 10 years her senior yeah. so but still that women's u23 race was kind of a disaster as yeah. expected with yeah. it being integrated in with the elite race which is absolute so- shame it's so shameful. Um, it's shameful at a local level when the women's race is integrated with 35 plus men. Right. It's insane right. that it's happening in worlds. It, it really is. And, um, Can also, you spot similarly, the uh, yeah. Spot the difference is uh, spot the difference between the age of Remco Evanpole and the age of the U23 men's winner because the difference is less than a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a Guys, great I think U23. Maybe just, uh, I don't think we need that anymore. I think the gray jersey has to be uh, the thing going forward for anyone. Like, I think probably Matteo Trenton would have gotten the gray jersey for Worlds, uh, possibly Kristoff in sixth. Um, Sagan, solid show in seventh for that gray jersey. Um, Just get rid of U23 altogether. We just need juniors, elites, and then over 35s. Can we... um talk about uh we were talking a little bit about betting but can we talk about uh roller derby um before we go to premlap and i just want to say that almost roller derby is almost certainly the best fantasy cycling game in the world it is basically a paramutual style gambling so i took my expertise um in which i finished 316th out of 331 um competitors this year on roller Uh derby to uh vegas um 
I think you should but, clarify, free to play, and you're not gambling yeah. with money at all. Just your internet <laughs> reputation. Yeah. Um, and if you're a member of the Wide Angle Podium Network, you get an extra 500 starter points. Yep. But um, congratulations to Wide Angle Podium supporter Sid yep. L for coming through, taking it away from Wordless Joe. Now, Wordless Joe has been a longtime listener of the Slow Ride podcast mm-hmm. based in Belgium. Mm-hmm. He is a... He, he wanted to redistribute his points. He's a, uh, you know, he, he did not like being the, the leader for so long. So he's probably a very gracious second place. But Sid L. absolutely slayed it um, and was consistent across the board, almost always having positive return on investments. Mm-hmm. Um, but his world championship bet was an um, all-timer because he bet 2,700 points on Remco at 9 to 1 to come up and take the victory over wordless Joe. Um, Spencer, I know you've done some digging in the stats and how the various people play. Um, what yeah. we do know is you and I do not play nearly as well as them. Well, we do know that I play about twice as good as you do. That, w- <laughs> that we can tell. That That is, I finished dead, pretty much dead center in the middle of the pack at like 148, 147, something like that. Uh, so quite a bit above 316 or wherever you were. Um, little guy DNF'd, DNS, I guess. Uh, yeah, was not yeah. there. He, he doesn't uh, know how to work a website. That's very yeah. simple. But did you notice Remco was the the reason that both Wordless Joe and Sid L made all their money? So Wordless yeah. Joe bet like Remco twenty to one at Liege, and then uh, ah. Sid L um, bet. We also want to give a shout out to um, fellow podcaster on the Slow Ride Podcast oh, Network. Yeah. Or slow, uh, wide angle podium network, but slow ride podcast um, show where he filled in for me. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Bodenheimer uh, coming in with a solid seventh place, top ten, definitely the gray jersey. If you look at his beard lately, um, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, he only had one win in all of his bets, and that was a thousand on Remco to win. That's a big return, though. Huge return. Congratulations to uh, Michael Bodenheimer. Maybe you should play the whole season. Luke is going to bring the game back uh, for Cyclocross per normal. Spencer, congratulations for winning the Slow Ride Podcast title between the three of us. Almost makes up for your distant third place at Schwamigan in 2017. Mm. Um, But congratulations, you do have our Slow Ride Podcast championship belt. Fantastic. Never giving it up. (laughs) Um, Never going to let it go. So, speaking of which, before we get into (laughs) Kringle... We have talked in the past about how Anamique Van Vluten has yet to ever win the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt. Okay. It is currently with Kristen Faulkner from episode 397. Yeah. Gentlemen, after this amazing effort by Anamique Van Vluten, despite (laughs) the leg stockings that were in clear violation of the UCI rules... (laughs) Uh-huh. I am going to put forward Anamique Van Vluten to be the new holder of the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt, an undisputed champion. It was fantastic um, on, the women's, on the women's belt. And on the men's belt, it is currently the tandem that won the uh, Gravel, <laughs> gravel, gravel worlds. Road Worlds, um, yeah. Tristan uh, Bergman and Patrick Bose. So okay. Anamique Van Vluten in episode 408. Yep. I'll second it. Definitely deserves um, it. And make from gluten. You know, I will. Uh, I will say almost not in spite of the illegal stockings that you're talking about, but because of because who cares what the UCI says anymore? Because if they have rules, apparently the rules don't apply. Like if if they're just somebody they don't like, like whatever. So uh, in in light of that, uh, I say I'm all in. I, I support okay. this nomination uh, because anyone that flaunts rules in the face of the UCI is good in my book. Awesome. Uh, unanimous. I was kind of hoping that we would keep this uh, ruse up that Anime Van Vloon is never going to win the Slow Ride Podcast Championship belt. Um, just because we'd always find a reason not to that has nothing to do with her amazing skill mm-hmm. um, and being one of the all-time best. But uh, congratulations to Van Vluten. Um But the man of the hour, we do need to check in with our podium member representing the Cyclones of Australia. Of course, Tour de France stage winner and third place at the World Championships, Bling Matthews, in this week's Prem Lab. Uh, he had it in the bag, you guys. 
to everybody and uh, yeah, enjoy your Star Ride podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the premium lap. Once again, we'd like to thank all listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. As mentioned before, if you're a member of the Wide Angle Podium Network, you get a sweet 500-point bonus over at Roller Derby, another part of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Um, we'd also like to uh, give a shout-out to Cyclocross Radio, our good friends um, Bill, Zach, and Michael doing some great work, especially the CX Hairs Psych- uh, Bulletin. Um, sign up for the newsletter the work there and the reporting on the United States only national cyclocross series has been fantastic mm-hmm. this past week up in Rochester. It's great. If you want to and still remember that cyclocross exists, Bill is the man. Factually flawless as well. Unlike many other, uh, publications that are covering the cyclocross, oh, no, which that's, are getting that's, all kinds of things incorrect. I mean, we were talking, you know, there, while there are fantastic journalists and everything over at mm-hmm. the outside media network, um, I, Bill is continuing to provide some of the best photography out there and the best race coverage. And they had the wrong photos included on their race stories. Um, And wrong team names and all kinds of stuff. Um, But Bill lives and breathes it. The whole uh, uh, Circle Cross radio team lives and breathes it. So uh, if if, if you're at all interested in it, that's where to go. And similarly, with Gravel and Amanda Nauman and Zach Schuster... Over there, crushing it on the Grodio. Uh, Amanda just put on one of the best uh, gravel races out there with Mammoth, T- Mammoth Tough. Um, it's it's if you want the real deal, if you want to know what's going on, these are the things you need to listen to, and you can find them all over at WideAnglePodium.com. If you want to know what's going on, listen to the heroes WideAnglePodium.com. Mm-hmm. And we uh, are also supported this week by uh, a returning sponsor, Hammerhead. Uh, Hammerhead.io is where you can go to find information about the Karoo 2, which it's not just my opinion, but this is the most advanced GPS cycling computer available today. Hands down, bar none, the touchscreen, intuitive, responsive, full color, navigation is incredible. Uh, It's, you know, if you're out adventuring on gravel roads, it's a good uh, adventure partner to have with you uh, while you're exploring around, uh, finding those new uh, new routes. Or, uh, you know, if you're doing something you do all the time, you can set up the climber feature on it and race yourself uh, up your up your local steep 22% grades or whatever you've got, wherever you are. Uh, sorry, little guy. Uh, probably more the like official 4% computer there. of Chris Froome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tons of other fantastic climbers. Um, The best part is if you go to hammerhead.io, you can track your heart rate um, with a free heart rate strap with the purchase of the crew too. So you can see where your your levels are as you're doing the the, the climbing feature. So you can see how much longer the climb is and where it's going, racing your past self. It's fantastic. The Hammerhead Mm -hmm. crew too. Yep. Hammerhead.io. Throw it in the cart. Throw the heart rate strap in the cart. Use the promo code SLOWRIDE. Get that heart rate strap for free. Can't find a better deal out there. Hammerhead.io. That's right. All right, guys. Let's get back to the show. Hey there. It's Mike Vanningham, your second favorite Canadian. And I do listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, here we are back at the Slow Ride Podcast email bag. If you want to partake, email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. First one comes to us from Nicholas. Hello, awesome threesome. The third time's the charm. We'll specialize <laughs> call on the services of Trek and Climb to do the graphics of the World Champions bike. Hopefully. They have been able, they have been able up, to up them. But will they succeed this time? We've talked about this a little bit before Ugh. the uh, prem lap. Um, I am. I wish it was going to someone else just to see what another graphic department can do. Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to see much change between uh, Specialized and Patrick Lefave. Probably not. Uh, no. 
I think I think the best world championship bike that I've seen in the last several years was uh, Elisa Balsamo's uh, world championship bike. So good. I can't. I know it is going to sound like we're homers for Trek, um, but the the Mads uh, Pedersen one was also fantastic. That was pretty good too. I think. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was trying to think if there were any other ones that stood out, but it's been I don't a lot. So. Um, <laughs> a lot on the men's side. You know, other yep. than Valverde, it's a, yeah. it's a Trek, <laughs> Trek specialized, man. America, How, lock it you down. Know, we, get, we get a lot of listeners writing in saying, you guys talk about Valverde too much. And I'm like, that's ah, not possible. But somehow in 2022, we've mentioned his world championship win twice already in this episode. I mean, that's, I mean, it was one of the greatest days of my life. I mean, <laughs> it was, it was that win. Birth of my child. Yeah. <laughs> Day I got married. <laughs> like that's the order. <laughs> yeah, that's the order. Yeah, well, that's fair. Hello, Matt, Tim, and Spencer. Uh huh. Hello, Matt, Tim, and Spencer. <laughs> I had last weekend marked in my calendar, and I've been eagerly waiting all year. Why? Because my favorite source for authoritative cycling info said that this weekend would decide the Lifetime Grand Prix Championships. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. it was time for Shawamagon, Chekmagon, Quamagon. Mm-hmm. So I turned into Tuesday's podcast eager to get a deep, insightful breakdown of the results and how they would affect the battle for the biggest person graveled them. So imagine my surprise, not really, to find that, though the podcast spent the better part of an hour covering the race... <laughs> There is no mention of the results other than Matt's 291st place finish. Instead, we got in-depth coverage of Volkswagen coolant systems, talk of chance encounters near yurts, and more than I want to know about Matt's pre-race bathroom habits. I still don't know who won the race. It's not mine. (laughs) I I still don't know who won the race. All in all, you delivered exactly as promised. Keep up the good work, Chris. You know... We like to give our listeners just enough information to be informed if somebody asks them about it around the water cooler, but also just enough nuggets to like be curious enough to go out and find. Like we want to inspire you. Like I think our maybe our motto should be get curious. You so know, just get curious. We just but- want to inspire people to get a little. Ca- huh? I wonder how that race did turn out. Let me let me just Google it up and find what the results hey, are. Hey Matt, mm-hmm. I'll ask you. Uh-huh. Do you know who finished? About an hour and a half before you did, or time-wise, I know he started after you. Do you know the winner's name? I don't know the winner's name. <laughs> I'd never heard of him, but I know uh, Alexis, whatever, Alexi Vermillion or whatever, got second. That's what I, nope. re- I recognize. Well, you're wrong. So the authoritative news that is the Slow Ride podcast is here to tell you that Alexi Vermillion got third, sprinted oh, got third. to okay. third. Riley Amos, uh, world... Uh, World caliber mountain biker, well known on the World Cup circuit. Um, yeah. I believe cross country national champ at one point. I could be wrong. I don't know if he's ever beaten Keegan. Sorry. Um, and then uh, Brandon Lang took the victory. Uh, Twenty three years old from Pineville, Oregon. And then on the um, the women's side, uh, Sevilla uh, uh, Bunk took the win by like you know, dominating fashion. To be fair, I think when we recorded that episode, little guy had just gotten out of the van from driving home from the event. I don't know yeah. that the results were even published anywhere yeah. yet. Well, unlike um, Belgian waffle ride, these races, these results were up right away and they're pretty oh, good. Fine. But well, it was then Sevi- we've got Se- no one to blame, but ourselves, I guess. Se- Thanks Tim. Sevilla Blanc, Rose Grant and Kelsey urban took the uh, podium on the women's side. So I, congratulations I, to them. I think we are done for another year of talking about well, again. Tim, I have a feeling that this question may have been about the Lifetime Grand Prix, not just Schwam again. Do we know Ooh. who won that event? What we can do is we can look at the leaderboard because now they're starting to drop races. Because remember, it's the top, uh, I believe, the top four races that count or the top five of six. So now you can start to uh, see who's going. So Keegan Swenson is still in the lead. Um and will not lose. Um, Alexi Vermeulen is in second and Cole Patton in third. So not much competition with Keegan Swenson with a dropped race, 11 points clear. And remember, it's just like 
Formula mm-hmm. One scoring. So it's not, um, you know, like you get like a bunch of bonus points for winning. On yeah. the women's side, however, you've got a very tight battle for the the prize. You got Haley Smith in first, Sarah Sturm in uh, second, and then uh, Sophia Villafane, all se- separated by less than five points. All right. And you still have Big Sugar to come. That's the gravel race in... Uh, Little guy, guess where Big Sugar is. It's in uh, Bentonville or whatever, right? Yeah, it's in Walmart. Arkansas. It's in a Walmart. Yeah. It's in a Walmart. <laughs> that's that's right. It's a uh, Walmart parking lot. Yeah. yeah. So you ride thanks, in the candy aisle. Big thanks sugar. for the thanks for the email. Um, I uh, we definitely definitely appreciate. Uh, we um, definitely glossed over that information too in our excitement to find out how many flats little guy got. So. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a far, far bigger story, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I thought so. You know, um, yeah. So it was good because uh, I didn't get any. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah, sure. we got to verify that still. Yeah. Still, still don't know. But uh, yeah, thanks for the emails at the Sorry Podcast at gmail.com. Continue to uh, send those uh, to us, gentlemen. We do have a couple of quick notes just to get through, just to check them off before we open this up for um, uh, okay. the peanut gallery. Uh, the first off is Stybar uh, oh. is moving teams. Thank goodness. Yeah. The career stifling uh, uh, quick step team is going to allow the wings of Stybar to be released. He is going to be joining uh, Bike Exchange, I believe, right? Jayco Bike Exchange. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. Assuming that team continues. Now, oh, they might now because of Bling's third place. That's a. That's a haul. It's a huge. UCI well, no, I, I meant like sponsorship wise. Yeah. I, I that team is always the one that's like seems like it's on the edge uh, of yeah, breaking that down. Dude's, that dude's rich. He every someone will come through. Um, but the the news that I heard is that Stybar now is going to be racing cyclocross again. Yeah, like that's huge. It's kind of like he's been watching what's happening. He's like, I got to get out of this prison that is Quickstep because yes. I want to get back to my first lev that is cyclocross. And I want to do what I can to um, train and get ready for the spring classics the only way that you should, which is, you know, the Slow Ride podcast method of mm-hmm. uh, racing a cyclocross season. It's that you're hitting uh, Strada Bianchi um, in full peak form. Yeah. So he'll be on a giant then. Come January 1st, and he's, his, he's free. He'll be, he'll be in that kit we don't like very much. Mm-hmm. He'll be on a mm-hmm. giant. But could it be like, could he uh, be revealing what the new kit looks like? New kit day that, for Stybar kit, could be. That kit and Cyclocross is an unfortunate combination, you guys. And it's pretty bad. It's, it's not going to be good. Uh, but we'll overlook it uh, because Stybar is Stybar. So I got a new book, gentlemen, on eBay. I highly recommend it. The Art of the Jersey. Spencer, you sent this to me a while back. I sent it to um, some coworkers. Yeah. Uh, I had to get another one because I never got it back. Uh, don't lend books, apparently, is what I've learned. Um, I do not see in this wonderful book, The Art of the Jersey. Everyone should buy one on uh, Amazon if you can still find it. I think I got the last copy. I do not see the Jayco uh, kit in here um, yeah. at all. Interesting. Now, I do see the Belkin kit, uh, <laughs> and I see some other uh, great kits. But, yeah, no Jayco. That, that is such a bad kit that it's not even in this book. Didn't even make the history annals, huh? <laughs> so bad it didn't make this one book. I like that. Uh, um, okay, so uh, next uh, news. Uh, ooh, is that funeral music that we hear? Because uh, Drone Hopper is dead. Oh, the battery Drone died. Hopper. Yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> the magic is gone from the Peloton. The Drone Hopper no longer hopping uh, so... from window in, I guess. Um what are they going to be called next year then? Because the team can't go away, right? It's Don't. questionable. It seems no impossible, way. but it does. Right now, it is thrown into question. What is didn't, going to happen? Didn't uh, Johnny or whatever his name is sell? He sold two riders to EF this year, right? So he should have some little cash on hand. Maybe enough uh, to retire? Yeah, I don't know. Come, I mean, if he didn't retire with that Bernal money, I don't know what you're gonna. <laughs> Right, yeah. like he sold Bernal and Sosa off to Ineos at one point, like pretty much the same point, and that, that yeah, we'll that see. Should have been it right there. There's got to be a sponsor. I think, I mean, we've we've thrown our hat in the sponsoring ring before. Maybe got burned a little bit, got our toes a little nipped, 
But maybe we should see if we can, um, you know, just what, pick up a price? continental team. Yeah. Well, what's the price to like get on the collar or something? You know, I want to be, be like cheap. in the on the back of the collar so that like if a rider has good flow, you don't see us, but just occasionally you just get a little glimpse. You know, yeah, like, when the wind just, when the wind picks like, up. Yeah, it just it just 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 bare, you know, like and they 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 sign that kiwi mullet guy or whatever. Uh-huh. You just you just bare, you occasionally get a glimpse. Like you just you spend all race trying to see it. I want to see the slow ride podcast so bad this week, you guys. I'm gonna watch the whole nine hours of Milan. I think I think we uh, <laughs> we go for a sponsorship that isn't gonna be really seen on television. It's not gonna be really seen on the podium, whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the back of the collar, Genius. like you're talking about. It's gonna be seen and drilled into the minds of all the other riders in the Peloton so that they all listen to the Slow Ride podcast and get mm. brought so up the, to speed on the cycling world. Like the ass panel. I mean, that's pretty prime real estate, though. What about, think, like, the little I think it's part be more below subtle. the pocket? What about the, the part right below the, the middle pocket? Could be. Although it could be covered by the, uh, the, the number. I think if you, like, maybe the part underneath... The pocket. I don't know. What do you What do you think would be primary real estate, Spencer? Like, what's just subtle enough that back of the socks? <laughs> back of the socks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, back of the maybe, sock. maybe, maybe you're right with the butt panel, but the butt panel is like prime real estate. So maybe we go. We would like the space four inches above the butt panel. That is like the last bit of printable lycra before the bib straps start. <laughs> that is always so, covered up by the jersey. Unless you're bent over on the bike riding, you know what I mean. Do you, the um, do you remember? Well, Spencer, I know you remember because you helped design a beautiful kit um, from a, a small little team I had here, uh, TFT here in Orlando, <laughs> where one year we put a QR code on the butt panel, and lots of people were asking us all the time what the QR code was, and we wouldn't tell them. We were like, "Well, you're gonna have to, you know, take a photo of it and follow the Scan link it, later." Yeah. Lots of people were doing that. Um, it led to, I mean, it led to the final fight scene of Lethal Weapon 1, which is a great closer of a movie. It was great. A lot of people didn't get it, but, you know, that's just really who we were as people. Are you a uh-huh. fan of QR codes on uh, cycling kits? I'm surprised no one's done it yet. Like, just a giant QR code on the front, so when you're posting up, people, everyone's phones are you, automatically clicking. I kind of hate it. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but it is interesting, and... If it were done, do you think they would change up the QR kit QR kit uh, every once in a while? Exactly. And so you'd have to keep checking and be like, did they change it? Is it something new? I I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, someone can pay me the money now. Um, uh-huh. it, it would look good. It would stick out. If you win, there'd be a lot it, of scans. It like, where's it out. going? Yeah. Any team presentation, each rider could have their own QR code. Oh. So you'd have to follow all of them. Now that's um, interesting. How has this not been done yet? Okay, well, I'm going to crumple up and throw in the trash the uh, Slow Ride Podcast jersey idea that we had going, and uh, we're going to start from scratch with some QR codes. Do you want to do it? We got to get this in the bag before somebody else does it. <laughs> all right, little guy, edit this part out of the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I'll get started on the design. Spencer, let's get going. Let's make a black and white jersey with a giant QR code. Where does the QR code lead to? That's the question. Well, not to lethal weapon. I think we No, because we didn't... It's got to go to something without advertising, you know? Should it go to, like, the Slow Ride Podcast donation page for Worlds? I don't know. Should it go to just a, uh, a random website? I don't know. I... We need some help here, uh-huh. but I think it can be done. I mean, it could go to uh, this page. Uh, we have our book for sale that we were going to write three or four or five years ago <laughs> that you had a really good idea about and talked about a lot on this podcast. That's got to be. Did we a ever good talk website. about that on the podcast? I felt that was oh, a yeah. big green, oh, yeah. green room no, conversation. Sure we did. Sure oh, did. you 100% talked about it many times. All right. Should we, should we get into publishing? Oh, we didn't do that? We didn't follow through on that idea? That's let's, a shame. Let's put it on this list of things we haven't, we haven't done. <laughs> I, I think a QR code jersey needs to be done before anybody else okay. does it. Here, here's the thing. What if we buy a domain and mm-hmm. the QR code goes there and then we figure out what to put on there later? That's a good idea. That's do a we have a web idea. designer that can help do this? 
No. What do, what's the domain name? Uh well, we can't okay. QR code. We can't com. say it now, otherwise listeners will go snipe it and buy it before we get it. Yeah. People can submit their answers to us. Uh-huh. At the slowride podcast at gmail.com. We need to act fast on this. I can't believe we're yeah. talking about this on the podcast. This no, is... we need to yeah, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, let's just edit that one out. Um <laughs> Okay, final bit that I had from from me. Um Gentlemen, I want to give a shout out. Um, Paul Buchanan, a longtime listener of the pod, um, the gentleman that helped me secure that uh, beautiful um, Klein bike that still has yet to be ridden in my garage. Um, you're, the, a while back has been asking about like, what about the, the heroes of cycling that are doing a lot of things that aren't just like professional bike racers? You know, we, we really focus a lot on racing because it's some of our favorite things but there is a whole bike mm-hmm. culture out there and he um I'm, i was following him on twitter a little while back i gotta say um i found a link and i i wanted to talk about it last week but uh there's a gentleman named sam balto in portland oregon he's a mm-hmm. uh fifth grade pe teacher i believe um coach balto on twitter b-a-l-t-o okay he is the leader of this elementary school bike bus where mm, yes. kids meet up at predisposed times. And it's basically an organic critical mass full of kids with community members helping escort. And at first you're thinking maybe 10 kids are going to show up and you're like, these are the brave kids that are showing uh-huh. up. Oh no. It's like, 80% of the school. You have to see the videos. So go over to um, Coach Balto on Twitter. It is one of the coolest things, and it makes me like so excited for the future because these are kids riding their bikes to school, getting exercise, having huge smiles on their faces, and like community members escorting them. And like when we think so much about like, you know, the dumbness that is the UCI that we spend a lot of time talking about. When you see this and you just see 200 plus kids riding their bikes to school, a lot of them without their parents, like just they're going to school as we would yeah. like to think that people can. It's one of the mm-hmm. coolest things. Major shout out for, uh, to Paul for letting us know or letting yeah. myself know. Yeah. But major, I mean, I, I want to get this started here in Orlando. And I'm like instantly like, how can you do it? You know, and it's just like, it's a lot of work. Um, yeah, I bet. And it is awesome. Have you seen these videos, little guy? I have seen them, yeah. They look, they look great. It's pretty sweet. I and, wish that yeah, would happen so cool. at, at my son's school. It's just us and one other family biking there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just really empowering, power, empowering to see. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, little guy, you better get on this. Um, Minneapolis is going to have to have two of them. Uh, you can't let Portland uh, do something better in bikes than Minneapolis. So. Oh, man. Oh, oh, it's so complicated with schools here. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe in St. Paul. Yeah, maybe. Uh, only for community schools. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. Well, anyways, um, do you guys have anything else uh, to talk about? I just very quickly want to say you guys should never do repairs on your bike in haste because you'll, you'll go too fast and you'll just cause yourself more trouble and you'll make a mistake and it'll be worse than if you would have just taken the time to do yeah. it. And that's my PSA. No, yeah. Take the is, time. Yeah. Take a breath. Don't skimp on your repairs. All right, everybody. Stay safe out there. <laughs> it's important information. I Yeah. I like to I think got, everybody uh, knows it, but it's good to have a reminder every once in a while. because Yeah, I got to remind myself. We're all yeah. guilty of it, yeah. We'd like to thank all the returning um, listeners of the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to thank Hammerhead.io, where you can get your very own heart rate strap, free with purchase of a Karoo 2. Thanks to BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment. And email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. This is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast.
bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Here's the thing, and and then I really think we should end this podcast, is put some air in the Klein's tires, because if nothing else, you can finally ride that Klein to whatever disaster relief center you need to to go get some Do I need to put the air in the tires rack before on there. the hurricane comes, or can I do it after? Because like, I still have a pump. Does the pump not work? Well, I don't know. What if the pump blows away? Wow. What an episode. That was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh man, that was great. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio. And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends.